Thanks for listening to Open the Word. Today, we're throwing it back and dusting off an episode from the archives. We've had some great conversations over a decade of radio ministry that deserve to be heard again. So you might hear some new voices and old references, but we hope you still enjoy these episodes. You found a place to belong here in the circle of friends. I'm Missy, and today I'm with Gwen McCaslin. Gwen, great to have you back. How are you? I'm good. (laughs) I am good, and I am so delighted to have you here this week. Mm -hmm. You know, yesterday we ended up in Lamentations, which was kind of a weird place for us to go. But I, I also think it's it it's timely because the thing that we have to remember about our journey with the Lord or just life in general is that life is hard. Yes, it is. And there's going to be hard things that all of us go through. There's ups and downs. Ups and downs. And if you're mm-hmm. on if you're in an up right now, that's great. Enjoy it. But don't be surprised when you get when you hit the down slope that there'll be a valley. And and if you're not in the valley, I'm sure you know many people who are. So how do you encourage others, yourself and others around you who are in that valley? I think one way is to know where to get your source of strength from. And we ended yesterday kind of and it always happens that way we end on a like a almost a jumping off point or a good point or like, oh, can't we talk for another hour because that's such a good thing. But you really gave us a challenge to uh, about praise and gratitude and how focusing on that really changes. Uh, they're finding research says that it changes our, our, our brains, mm-hmm. the chemicals in our body. Mm-hmm. It, it certainly changes our attitude. And scripture has told that us that forever yeah. um <laughs> and we're just now you know the world Science is just not is saying, catching oh, up <laughs> yeah here we are guess what surprise uh it should not be a surprise to us as christians as those who have read god's word that praise and gratitude are a very important part of our life journey with him and keeping us focused on the right path um and i know there are a lot of people who struggle with depression um it emotion there's a lot of emotional things that we go through. I mean, there's 101 things that make it difficult to do that. Correct. So, you know, the question that comes to my mind is, how do you do it when you really, I can't, you don't understand what I'm going through. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there's, there's two things that I would tell people, you know, especially in the areas of like depression and, um, you know, anxiety and things. We inherit bodies that are affected by sin. They have been affected. And so, chemical levels are impacted by sin and you know sin's effect over time on things it just causes things to fall apart um and so you know we are promised that someday god will heal that and our bodies will be back to the optimum level that they are supposed to be running at um but that is not today um and so sometimes we inherit from family we can inherit um for example, depression can be inherited. Um, and it can be, it can have a very strong component that you were just, you got the family gene that has the messed up chemical levels. And so it's not by your choice. It's not by a lack of discipline on where your thoughts have gone. It's not sin on your part. It just is what you're dealing with as a result of sin. it's not even necessarily life and what's happened. It's, it's just that you inherited, a body that just doesn't function. It doesn't produce the serotonin where it's supposed to, or it doesn't, you know, just keep it in the system like it's supposed to. And so if you're dealing with a depression that's based more in the chemical, you're going to need something like a, a 
somebody born diabetic. They're born with those parts of the body aren't producing the right amount of insulins for and don't read the amount that it needs. And so those people with that body type, um, they have to take medicine for that. They have to, you know, there's something they have to do for it. And so there's a very real piece that with depression, it can be inherited and you might have just ended up with the body chemistry you ended up with. Um, and so you're going to struggle with that struggle. Um, and so if that's the case, you might need some medicine to help feel better and to get your body running at the levels it needs and the balances that it needs. Um, hormones can be that way too. You can inherit hormone problems, you know, things like that. So there's a real piece where our bodies, our bodies are not functioning where they're supposed to as they were created to be. And it's because of the fall, Mm -hmm. um, because sin entered the world. Um, now we are promised redemption at some point, but there's a very real piece of that. And so I, I think, uh, sometimes in the Christian world, we poo poo some of that, um, and that's unfortunate because I think it gives people a stigma if they have to be on medication. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that I really wish we would be more gentle with and understanding. Um, but I will say this, okay, by and large, the brain and our thought life is the place that we are probably the most undisciplined in our world. Mm. That we just don't think about disciplining where our thoughts go. We just let them wander mm. all over the place. And they end up in whatever neighborhood they end up in. Um, and so if it's lust, it ends up in lust. And if it's, you know, um, if it's over here in worryville, anxiety-ridden place, we just kind of, it ends up over there. Mm. And if it's in depression, it ends up over there. And so I've learned, even through my own journey, that I have a lot more power over my thoughts than I ever realized I did. Hmm. But I had to really realize that it took stubbornness to determine what neighborhoods I was going to allow my thoughts to end up in and what neighborhoods I wasn't. Yeah. Well, I, I think of the uh, verse in, I believe it's 2 Corinthians ten five casting down imagina- imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. Yes. I, I think and a taking lot of captive, captive every thought, every thought to the obedience of Christ. Of Christ. Yes. I, I think people read over that without really grasping what that's mm-hmm. telling us. It is telling us we do have that power. Yes. To check our thoughts. Yes. To say, no, I'm yes. not, I'm not going down that road. Yes. I'm not going to be thinking or, or recognizing, you know, those thoughts are not true thoughts. Correct. This is the truth of God's word. That's what I'm going to focus on or replacing those bad thoughts that, that recurring loop that tells you ex- whatever yeah. it is. I mean, it can be any, all kinds of things, yep, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. You, you need to, you need to change, erase that tape. You can't just mm-hmm. erase the tape. You have to replace it. Exactly. You've got to speak over it. You and, have to change where those thoughts yeah. go and what they dwell on. Um, you know, a lot of what you're talking about, um, you know, we talked yesterday about, um, how science catches up. Well, the counseling world has caught up too. Um, everything you're talking about is the heart of cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT. Um, CBT basically in a nutshell is stopping a thought and replacing it Mm -hmm. with, um, a more accurate thought or a truth or, you know, a thought that ends you up in what I like to call a a better neighborhood, you know, hopeful or, you know, positive or, you know, those kinds of things. Um, and for kids, I call it neighborhoods and we talk about trains and where the train's headed and you've got to keep your train from going to like anxiety 
you know, and I have anxiety alley or wherever, you know, because kids can get, you know, visual pictures like that. So I will use that sometimes. But um, the heart of CBT is to stop a thought and replace it. Um, and so the interesting thing, this is where I say that science and the world catches up to where God's already been. Um, if you look at Philippians 4, 13, it talks about being anxious for nothing. Mm -hmm. um, that verse right there is CBT in a heartbeat. Yeah. You know, do not be anxious. Stop the thought. <laughs> but instead, think on these things. And the verse that follows it literally is a list of things to think of. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and it's whatever's pure, whatever's peaceable, whatever's lovely. It's it's just amazing to me because right there is the heart of CBT in two or three verses. Missy, have you pulled that up? Yeah, actually I have. And I, I love that you brought this up because, uh, and you know what? I think I'm going to, uh, I'm going to start in verse, I'm just going to start with verse one. I implore Yudia and I implore Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also and the rest of my fellow workers, who na whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the peace of God will be with you. I, I mean, it's an excellent passage of scripture yeah. to to describe exactly what you need to do. And to, to, you know, if you struggle with your thought life, one of the things I encourage is take this passage, get out some paper and walk through it. What do you see in this mm -hmm. passage? And just walk it through point by point by point. Now, the other thing I'm going to tell you is that when you go to change something big in your life, you're not going to just all of a sudden one day be completely free of it. Life doesn't work that way. Yeah. I mean, these are patterns that have been in your brain for a long time. Your brain naturally wants to go the direction it's been going. And so it's going to take a long time to reprogram your brain. You're going to have to do a lot of stop, back up, or go in a different direction. Yeah. It's going to take a lot of that. And it takes stubbornness, that mm. determination, to make that happen. Um, I'll give you an example of one thought pattern in my life that, that I really shifted. Um, I used to beat myself up for not for messing up, making mistakes. I mean, I would go into you've let people down and now they don't, you know, look up to you and da 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 da. And it just was this whole process of just tearing my part, myself to shreds mm. when I made a mistake. Um, you're a failure. There you go again. See what a screw up you are. I mean, those patterns were so strong. And so one day I just decided, you know what? God doesn't talk to me this way. I need to stop talking to myself this way. Yeah. And so basically what I did is I blocked the road, meaning I didn't let the thought continue. 
I stopped it in its tracks. I, I, and I really tried to do this with diligence that like, I, I, there was a story that was told to me once about a farmer who, when he gave his life to Christ, he went out behind his shed and he nailed a stake in the ground so that he had a place to come back to, to remind himself that he changed his life and it was done. Mm -hmm. It was a done deal. He wasn't going back. And so I've taken that principle in my life in a couple different ways. And so when I did this, I kind of had one of those things where, you know, I bought myself a cross for a necklace, you know, and, and so that cross, and I still wear it on my necklace, is a reminder that I'm, that I am going to live consistent with scripture as much as I can. Mm -hmm. um, and so when my reality doesn't match, I'm going to shift it. Mm -hmm. um, and so part of this was a part of that process is that, you know, I'm going to live consistent with what I see God doing. Mm -hmm. And so when I went to my thought life, I went, you know what, in my thoughts, I am not talking to myself like Christ talks mm -hmm. to me. Love it. I love what you were saying about putting roadblocks on your thoughts and mm -hmm. stopping them in your tracks and, and how we have to be diligent about um, recognizing that our life has changed and we don't need to beat ourselves up over things. And thinking about what we're thinking about, I mean, most people don't think what they're thinking about. They just think. Right. It's, as you said right. earlier, we just let our thoughts wander wherever yeah. they want to go. Yeah. Uh, and that's not what Scripture is telling us. We've just read from Philippians 4 how we should think and what we should replace our thoughts with uh, if we're not thinking the right way. So so this is a great tool. It's also discipline. Yeah. And, and you know, I... Uh... A, a part of this was correcting the lies that were in it. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, one of the lies that God just kind of walked me through in this is, you know, people make mistakes. You're not perfect yet. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. are you beating yourself yeah. up for being less than perfect? Um, he took me to Psalm 102 or 103 that talks about um, he remembers our form and that we're but dust. Yeah. And, and he looked at me and he goes, I don't expect you to be iron or steel. I don't treat you that way. You're dust and I treat you like you're fragile. And, you know, and then I realized that, you know, he's not surprised when I fail or when I fall short or when yeah. I mess up or make a mistake. That that does not take him by surprise. I am still wrestling with flesh and blood. You know, I've not yet reached heaven and been fully um, made new. And so, like... I started to sit there and go, okay, so let's pedal backwards. How does that, how should I rewrite how I think on this? And I'm like, all right, so if we're all sinners, but we're saved by grace and we are empowered through the Holy Spirit that we can resist sin, but we're not going to do it all the time because we're not perfect yet. Okay, so how should I look at it when I mess up? And I went, you know what? God is gracious with me when I mess up. So I need to be gracious with myself. I need to own it. I can't pretend I didn't. I need to take responsibility for what I did and own my mistake and make up for it, you know, or try to make amends. So I'm like, okay, well, but I need to look at it and say to myself, instead of being a screw up when I make a mistake, how about if I'm just human when I make a mistake? Yeah. And I said, okay, so I'm allowed a mistake. And so that became my replacement thought. Okay, you made a mistake, you're allowed, but now we own it and we walk through this according to how God has set up for us to do this. Mm. And that shifted a lot for me, Missy, because the shame, yes. the shame just came off and the shame made me hide. 
Um, and I, so I recognize now when I want to hide, I am shaming myself mm. and that's not consistent with Christ Yeah, because you know, I read in Romans eight, one, there is now no condemnation towards those who are in Christ. Okay. So backpedal it. Yeah. You know, if I'm shaming myself and wanting to hide from my mistake, then I am putting myself under condemnation again. Yeah. And so, you know, does that make sense how I've taken God's truth, backpedaled it, and edited the thoughts? Yes, yes. And I, I, I love that illustration because it's helpful for all of us. I, I, I would venture to think there's very few of us that don't struggle with our thoughts yeah. um, in some way, shape, or form. Like they go in the wrong direction, whether, however that might look. Yeah. Um, and, and disciplining ourselves to capture those thoughts, as Second Corinthians 10 says, you know, and holding them captive, you know, striking them down, getting rid of them, booting it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's an obedience and it's uh, it's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. But knowing how to do that with any consistency may be hard. But I love the fact that you start with God's truth yes. and then you, you, you backtrack and make sure that your thoughts line up with that truth. Yeah. And you rewrite your thoughts to match that truth. Exactly. I, you know, and... and please understand I still struggle. Mm. I still have days where I find myself shaming and then I've got to do my work again. You know, I've got to do that, retrace my steps, refix my thought. You know, it's, it's a discipline. It's something you have to stay on top of. Um, and it didn't, it didn't change overnight for me. It took a lot of work to get my thoughts to stop or slow down right around those corners, you know? And so I think, We have to be patient with ourselves, but we have to be determined that we're going to shift how we're thinking. Mm. Um, And, you know, if you want a quick fix, this is not it. Yeah. (laughs) There are very few quick fixes in life. Right. And don't trust the quick fixes because most times they're not the ones that are going to be lasting fixes. They don't, they don't last. That's true. That is true. And. Just about anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've seen God and experienced God walk into my pain and, and speak into it. But even then, I've been free, but I have to learn to walk out the new freedom. Ooh, yes. Good you know, point. And so I'm learning something, and that takes time. Yeah. Because I haven't been in that. That's not my pattern. That's not, yeah. you know, so even when I, God speaks in and I all of a sudden have a truth, I ha- now have a choice. I yeah. can go the way that I'm used to going, or now I can choose the truth. Yeah. But if I choose the truth, then I've got to learn to walk out that yeah. truth and what that looks like. Until that becomes familiar to you. Exactly. Um, it's like, you know, automatically making a turn you've always made to go somewhere yeah. and realizing, I don't I don't want to go here. What am I doing? Oh, well, I'm used to taking this corner or mm-hmm. taking the street or going here rather than going to the new place. So yeah. it does take a while to change the, the habits, I think, and, and thoughts do become habits. Yes, they are. And so you have to change at the thought level of what you're thinking and, um, and you have to be cognizant, aware, observant, thoughtful about your thoughts. I mean, you got, you got to figure out what it is you're thinking. Cause I think a lot of times we just like letting our thoughts go in whatever direction. I think we don't pay attention to what they are. No, we don't. And, and sometimes we repeat things that we're that we overhear on TV, that we see on the media, that we, what that have we, been said to us all of our lives, said to us all of our lives that emotionally we feel. So we mm-hmm. go with our feelings. Right. I mean, we can get off track so fast and so easy in 101 different ways. So, so figuring out some of those pathways and where we're 
thinking wrong, I think is a huge help to us in changing behavior for sure. And you know, Missy, there's a, there's a couple of things with counseling that are really fun to kind of do with this. And there, um, there are about 10 to 12 ways that we distort our thinking that our thinking can get distorted. Um, and I'll, I'll just throw a couple of them out. You can, you can, um, look at these through Pinterest if you really want to, they're all over Pinterest. Um, but, uh, one would be black and white thinking all or nothing. It's also called. Um, and that's where, you know, everything's horrible and it's all horrible and there's nothing good in it. Um, you know, it's, it's all this or it's all that, you know, somebody is either all bad or they're all good and they can't be anything but because I've got them in two separate categories and there's no gray. There's no middle, you know, well, the world is very rarely that, you know, um, for example, if we're sitting there going, I'm a failure, we've put ourselves in one box and, you know, there is no exception to it. Um, you know, um, I'll give you another example of one, um, a maximizing or minimizing something, you know, blowing it out of proportion one way or the other. We either pretend that something pretty big is nothing, not a big deal, or we do the reverse. We take a mountain or a little molehill and we make it a mountain. Yeah. Um, that would be another way that our thoughts get distorted. Um, blame shifting can be another one that we make ourselves either fully responsible for something that is not ours or is not fully ours, or we do the opposite. We make something else or someone else fully responsible and ourselves blameless. Hmm. Um, And so that's another way we distort thoughts. And so there's like 10 to 12 of these. Okay. And what's nice about these is everybody finds that they do some of them. Yeah. And most people find that there's a couple of them they do considerably often. Um, and so once you know this, you know that you have a pattern of, let's say, exaggerating what's going on. Then you know what you can do. You know how to shift your thoughts already. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you kind of a, a, a template, so to speak, of, okay, what am I actually doing with my thoughts most of the time? And then you can actually move to um, edit your thoughts. Um, and there's actually, I think even through Pinterest, you can find ways to untwist your thinking. Hmm. And I think there's like 15 to 20 ways to untwist your thinking. Wow, that's awesome. And it's how to straighten some of those thought distortions. So, Well, you know, we, we're at the end of our day today, but I, you know what I'm going to do today when I get <laughs> home? I'm going to run to my uh, Pinterest app and check that out. I love it. I love it when you're here, Gwen, because you just stir me into... Uh, learning learning bigger <laughs> thoughts a wider a range of things or mm-hmm. even just the practical application of things that we know are to be true i know yeah. that my thinking is not always right but mm-hmm. i've never thought about what kind of thought patterns i might have mm-hmm. and so uh this is really cool listeners i hope that you do the same thing check out pinterest and uh see what your thought patterns may look like and then then Check untwisting your thought patterns and see how you might untwist those. But ultimately, go back to the Word of God and check out Philippians 4 uh, because it tells you, I mean, this gives you the the tool to use of how to untwist your thinking, how to have right thinking. And it gives you a complete filter. Mm -hmm. You know, think on these things, Mm -hmm. you know, gives you a filter to use on your thought life and your thought pattern. And when we follow the Word of God, that's the best way to go. That's the best path we can take. That's the best, it's, it's really the best way to live our life. Yes. Completely, fully, um, with peace, um, with joy, with faith, 
all those things, if we're following what the Word of God says, we're, we're headed in the right direction. And Missy, he promises us that he will give us a sound mind. Yes. A sound mind. And that's a promise. It's, a, it's something that he promises. And I, I, I've noticed that people that anchor themselves in the Word tend to have sound minds. Mm, I love that. He anchors us. He, he stabilizes yeah. us. He keeps uh, those in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Mm. Where's your mind stayed at, listener, today? That's a good challenge for all of us. Uh, We will be back tomorrow, uh, so join us here in the Circle of Friends. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to OpenTheWordPodcast at gmail.com. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia Style Boutique for your perfect outfit, everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from Modern Farmhouse, to transitional design. Then meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed.